Can you hear me over here? Can you hear me now? That last intro was too much. You know, it's, it's really funny that you did that because what I was going to say, my first thing I was going to say is, I want to be a hardcore Christian. You know, hardcore. So Cassie asked me to talk about hard work, you know, so I don't think you can be a hardcore Christian if you're like lazy core, right? <laughs> you can't be lazy core. You've got to be hardcore and stuff like that, you know. So, so this, I guess this is a whole Bradley Hathaway theme or something like that. Maybe I should sit on the stage and kind of rock and just recite poetry. <laughs> Remember when he did that? That was so weird. He was just down there just like rocking like a little kid. He should have been sucking his thumb or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's what he seemed like. He was there just all rocking like he needed his whoobie or something. You know, I don't know. I mean, I like the guy. I'm not just dissing on him. I'm just saying that's what he did. That's what he did. I'm sorry if I said anything to offend you, JB. Yeah, yeah it's a whoobie, right. All right. Um... So this is, the whole night's going to take a little different turn here because so far you've had some really, really awesome speakers talking about some really wow stuff. I got notes. Now you got a guy who spends his day under an automobile talking to you about something as exciting as work, okay? So bear with me here a little bit, right? You know, not a professional speaker, you know. I have dirt under my fingernails, you know. And most, the rest of me is clean, though, and stuff like that. So... Anyhow, um, Cassie asked me to talk about hard work. Um, you know, really, everything that everybody talked about tonight so far could be sort of summed up in a hard work area. Everything that they talked about, this is hard work. You know, if you don't do hard work, then you get this ugly picture back here and stuff like that, you know. Um, everything, to do with, everything to do with life is hard work. It's either blah, slacker, or else it's hard work. Anything that's going to be good is going to be hard work. Um, ministry is hard work. <laughs> um, success in life is measured in hard work. Um, success in marriage is hard work. Success in your job, success in school, you name it, it all has to do with being a hard worker and stuff like that. Um, not that you have to work a lot, not that you have to work at a miserable job, but what you do do, you've got to work hard at. Um, so I thought I'd just talk about, you know, some basic hard work scenarios and um, some real-life experiences that happened to me over the years and stuff like that, and uh, maybe a few scripture verses, see what God has to say about hard work and stuff like that. Um, so why do we work hard? Why do we work? Um, you know, the Bible makes it clear that, uh, you know, good works isn't going to get us into heaven, Right? But then it also says, once we have salvation, good works should follow. So that right there is a pretty good reason, right off the bat. If the Bible says we're supposed to do good work, then... And you can't do good work if you're a slacker over here, right? You've got to be, you know, working hard. So that's why we work hard is because the Bible says so and stuff like that. So um, work <coughs> is a sacrifice. Hard work is a sacrifice, um, like, for instance, let's just talk about, since we're all here because of CYM, a lot of stuff what I'm going to talk about here is, you know, you can apply it to school, you can apply it at home, dealing with your parents, you can apply it to, you know, your, you know like I say, like a job, and it definitely applies to church. But, you know, I could give you an example, like, um, let's take the worship team, right? Um, 
most of you know better, but let's just pretend that there's some people that like never been here before. Um, you might think that they just show up on Wednesday night and play real cool music. Man, that looks like fun. I want to be a guitar player, right? But you got to remember there's like Tuesday night practices, there's Wednesday pre-service practice, you know, then Wednesday night service, there's uh, occasional all-day Saturday practices for new material, um, occasional Sunday morning, well, there used to be Sunday morning services. Um, most of the people, or many of the people that play on Wednesday night come to Steadfast and, and play there. Plus, there's the occasional road trip where we go to another church and stuff like that. Um, all of this costs time, talents, and treasures. You know, I mean, you're putting in a lot of time if you want to be hardcore Christian, you know. Um, you're going to put in a, a, all your talent that God gives you and... Uh, well, you know, it costs money to go to all those practices. Gas ain't cheap, you know. So, um, you know, if you want to step up and be first rate, be a hardcore Christian, be a big-time drummer in a rock band, costs a lot of money to do that, you know. Um, but I think that's what God has in mind for us. Um, I think it kind of brings up what I call is a um, cornerstone to Christian hard work. And it's, um, why are you sacrificing? So let's say that you sign up. Okay, I'm down with what John says. I'm going to be a hardcore Christian. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to sacrifice. But you got it. a big part of it to me is, why are you sacrificing? Um, are you doing it for you, or are you doing it for him? Um, I think that um, you got to have your heart in the right place. Um, If you stop and look at, well, like, for instance, I could give you, a, you know, maybe like an example. Say, for instance, um, we'll just say there's this uh, artificial guy here that, you know, we're not saying anybody in particular, but a guy or a girl. Let's just say there's this guy, and, and he's Mr. Church, right? I mean, he's a greeter, he's a counter, he's a musician on stage, whatever, you name the job. Every time pastor needs something there, he's there to do it, you know. He's everybody's best friend. And you think, man, there's a guy who's really selling it. You know, he's at every Bible practice. And then you find out that um, he goes home and he's like living with his girlfriend. They're not married. Probably not the right thing, huh? Got to have your heart in the right place. You can't be doing it because you want other people to see you doing it, like you're Mr. Here I Am, you know. Um, I know it's kind of a bummer, but uh, the basis to me for hard work is you got to know why you're doing it. Why, you know, why are we going to go through all this? Um, uh, you know, that's, well, I don't know if that's a fence-sitter or not, but that's, you know, that's definitely not, both feet are definitely on that God's side of the fence right there, you know. So um, so if you're going to be sold to be a hardcore Christian and work hard, uh, like Nicole said, it's got to start at home, and you've got to be sold totally. Um, I've got a scripture verse that kind of backs that up. You just hang us on a second here. Uh, or one of them that I like, anyhow. Um, and I'll... This points this out. This is Ezekiel 33. Uh, it says, Son of man, give your people this message. The good works of righteous people will not save them if they turn to sin, nor will their sins of evil, evil, excuse me, evil people destroy them if they repent and turn from their sins. So you see, all that good work, being that greeter or being that musician and all that stuff like that, the good works of righteous people will not save them. And uh, righteous people... Right? Righteous people don't mean somebody off the street, right? Righteous people, that's someone who's supposed to be saved. 
That's someone who knows God. The good works of righteous people will not save them if they turn to sin. So uh, there's no real point in being a real hard worker for God if uh, you're not righteous. Uh, so you want to keep that in mind and stuff like that. Um, I like to think, that this is really going out on a weird tangent right here, but I like to think that hard work is mental, not physical. I, I mean, yeah, it is kind of physical and, and stuff like that, but it's, hard work is like a decision. It's a way of life. It's, it's, um, you get up in the morning, you, you know, it's just that's what you're going to be. It's not a, a church thing. It's not a, a work thing. It's an everything. It's life. It's church at home, at work, um, at school. Everything that you do represents Christ in you. So, you know, you can't be this, this hard worker, hardcore Christian at church, and then you go home and, you know, parents are on you because you never clean the room. Uh, school is mad at you because you never do your homework or show up for class. You know, your boss hates you because you're always late. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a mental state. I'm going to be a hard worker no matter where I'm at. Um, you know, and it, it applies... Well, like, for instance, at work, um, you know, your coworkers, you might not realize it, but a lot of times your coworkers are watching you, you know? They got their eyes on you. And, uh, you know, for instance, if your coworkers were going to talk about you, um, they might say, hey, you know, uh, Russell's a bum. He doesn't work hard. He's, a, he's, he's lazy, right? I do that because I love Russell, and we all know he's a hard worker, but... But inside, what they're thinking is, that Christian kid's a bad worker. You know, he's lazy. That's what they're thinking. They might not actually say that because it's not politically correct, probably. So, you know, you've got to represent. People watch. So I'm, I'm saying, that's why I'm saying that, that being a hard worker is a, it's a, it's a mental decision. It's a way of life, not just on Wednesday night. Um, I think that one of our top priorities should be I don't think that we should ever make someone say or make someone think, well, if that's what being a Christian is, I want no part of it. That, that to me, should be a, a huge thing. You don't want people to think that because of your actions. And, and, and of course, we're using this in the, in the work text, being lazy, being a slacker, whatever your job is and stuff like that. Um, Second Thessalonians, I got a good one here. Second Thessalonians. I, I love this one right here. Six, Second Thessalonians I got right here. It says, Stay away from the idol. <clears throat> and now, dear brothers and sisters, we give you this command with the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stay away from any Christian who lives in idleness and doesn't follow the tradition of hard work we give you. For you know that you ought to follow our example. We were never lazy when we were with you. We never accepted food from anyone without paying for it. We worked hard day and night so that we, could, we wouldn't be a burden to any of you. It wasn't that we didn't have the right to ask you to feed us, but we wanted to give you an example to follow. Even while we were with you, we gave you this rule. Whoever does not work should not eat. I love that. That, that, that is great. Um, it says, yet we hear that some of you are living idle lives, refusing to work and wasting time meddling in other people's business. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we appeal to such people. No, we command them, settle down and get to work. Earn your own living, and I say to the rest of you, dear brothers and sisters, never get tired of doing good. Pretty, uh, pretty strong words right there. Uh, sounds like the Bible makes it pretty clear that we're supposed to be uh, working hard and stuff like that.
Um, so I think the way you can sum that up, what Paul's saying is don't be a slacker. I mean, if you take the paraphrase this here into the John Graper translation of the Bible, Paul's saying don't be a slacker. Um, I think you need to keep in the mind frame that it's not what do I have to do, it's what can I do. Um, I think it's a, it's a, just like, you know, like, like a way of life. You know, never serve so that others will see what you're doing. You need to serve so that, um, you might say, you, you need to do it because you know it's the right thing to do and you know it's going to bless other people. So, you know, you don't look at it, well, I don't have to do it. This is my job over here. You know, it's, it's, it's what can you do and, of course, why are you doing it? Are you doing it to be out in the front of the, the spotlight? like I am tonight or, or somewhere else. Um, I think there's another one. Too. I get a lot of great scripture verses on this stuff here. It's really cool. Hang on here. I love it. I love it. Can hang on a second here. This is a good one. Work hard so God can approve you. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth makes it so clear there's just there was so many i mean i could have went through and got dozens out of here about hard work it's it's in there all over um so uh <clears throat> i got a couple other cool areas we can talk about here all of ministry i think is hard work i mean some of it's fun but it all takes a lot of a lot of work some of it you're going to find is going to be under the spotlight um, some of it you don't even know that goes on, people behind the scenes and stuff like that. And, and I kind of thought up of this, this real quick little like parable to that is um, like if you look at the Navy, <clears throat> the fighters get all the glory, right? They get all the play. Fighter pilots, they're the coolest, right? But um, if you think about it, there's a whole lot of people it takes to keep an F-14 flying, right? I mean, you've got the guy putting gas in, and you've got the ordnance people loading the bombs, and you've got the guys uh, working on avionics, you know, and, and the radio technicians. And, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. There's all these people. There's the guy who runs a catapult, and not to mention some 4,000-odd sailors to keep the ship going, you know. There's a whole lot of people that you never think about all for one goal, to keep this plane flying. Um, and in this dance that they do, um, they all work together for one cause. And there's no personal agenda. You know, one person can't have, like, I'm going to do this. It's everybody's got to be on the same page. And, and you see that if you ever seen any movies about, about uh, the military and stuff like that or, or the Navy, um, all these different people with all these different jobs at the beginning of the day, what do they do? They all hook arms, they all, they all walk so, shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm, and they walk the entire length of the runway looking for any foreign debris because any little chunk of metal can, you know, maybe not destroy, but greatly damage a jet engine. So, you know, you've got catapult operators and you've got radio guys and pilots all doing the same goal. And it, it's, it applies directly in here. I, I you know this is not you know, big-time exciting stuff. But if you think about it, um, <clears throat> there are people in here that are under the spotlight doing their job. There are people in the back doing their job. Um, and in the same terminology, if you, if you look at 
the um, the pilots, you know, if the radio, say the radio technician, the guy who works on the radios, if he forgets to hook a wire up right or forgets to put a fuse in right and the pilot's out on a mission and he loses all his communications, you know, the guy could very likely die because of it. Can't talk, you know, things can happen. And, and the same thing happens in here. Uh, whoever's working lights or somebody working sound, um, if they don't do their job and do a really good job of it, um, the whole service could be affected and someone may not be reached that would have been reached. You know, it would be a, a horrible thing. Uh, so in this application, if you're, okay, I want to be a leader in CYM, I want to be a hard worker, I want to do this, you know, you might not get the job up here on stage. You might not be the person leading someone to Christ, but whatever you're doing is very important. Now, the, <clears throat> the guy who, let's say, does avionics and works on the gauges on the airplane. He's never going to be able to go home someday and tell his kids how he shot down three enemy airplanes in one battle. But he played a very important role. Um, the person doing the soundboard may not ever get the chance to lead someone to God up here, but he's doing a very, very important job. And, and I, I just say all this to preface it, especially for the people who haven't really been involved in a certain area of ministry, you don't have to be the person up here praying to someone who's crying their eyes out. All the jobs are very, very important. And, and you just kind of put it into, uh, into text. I mean, like, like me personally, I've never had the opportunity to lead someone to the Lord, but, um, you know, if you read the Bible, it makes it really clear that a, a toe isn't a hand and an ear isn't a mouth. And so far that isn't, you know where God has me and stuff like that at this time. Um, if we keep talking about jobs, some jobs require more training and more experience than others. Um, so, for instance, like me, you know, because she asked me to talk about your experiences, um, I turned out to be pretty suitable as a greeter. You know, I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky guy. Um, I'm not confrontational, you know. I think that my work is important. And... Uh, and I, I take it serious. I, I, mean, I really like doing it. Um, I, however, at this point, am not at all suitable to be a sound man or to be a musician or to be a pastor. Um, although, you know, I have an open mind. I know that God could put me in one of those spots someday uh, if he chooses and if I follow his calling. So, you know, if you all were to sign up for a job doing whatever it is, it's not like, you know, that might be your calling forever, um, but it, it could be. Um, I have some thoughts here that I just kind of random things I wrote down about work. And Sorry, this isn't way exciting, but it's work, you know. It's everybody's favorite subject, you know. But, but um, uh, one of the things I wrote down here was try new jobs. Um, you may just love them, you know. It doesn't have to sound good in the beginning to be a good job. Um, I had this happen happened to me. You know, I, I just got into the mindset to submit and serve. When I first came to this church, I was asked to be a counter. Okay, I'll help count. So every week after service, I would count, right? And, and that's not a very exciting job, but I felt I was doing a good thing. Pastor came to me one day back when we were still in the old sanctuary, and he says, hey, um, you want to be a greeter? And I said, no, thank you. I don't want no part of that. I just, that ain't me. Um, and I probably shouldn't have done that. 
Well, then later, when we built a new sanctuary, they had to put on this whole new greeting team because they had to have like 12 more greeters. And Jim Cassells was put in charge of it. And he came up to me and said, John, I think you'd be a good greeter. Well, by then, I had matured some and submit and serve. So I said, okay, I'll try it. You know, I don't know fancy clothes. And he said, what you're wearing is just fine. So I started doing it, and I absolutely love it. Oh, I love being a greeter. It's, it's great. I mean, put that counting thing behind. But I still count, but it's not as much. I love it. And I never thought I wanted to be a greeter. I just, no way, two hands up, no way. And it turned out to be great. Uh, so again, top thing, submit and serve. If, if, if someone sees something in you that you don't see, I never thought I'd be a good greeter, but he, Jim saw it in me and said, I think you'd be a good greeter. Okay, I will, and I, and I love it, you know. Um, I'm not saying it's the highlight of my whole life, but I enjoy doing it. So that same thing may happen. You may be asked to be, you know, someone might see and say, hey, you look like you'd be great at sound, and you're saying, yeah, right, I don't want to do that. Well, you might give it a try. It might be, you might just find a, a huge passion for it. Um, let's see. Um, oh, here's another one. Look for work. Um, don't ever come with the mindset, it's not my job. Um, you should be thinking, um, what else can I do? Um, you know, um, there's, there's just a lot of places in here where, you know, maybe you, you just see people where they do their job, and they do it very well, but then, you know, there's a bunch of other work to be done here, and they've done their job, and now they're just standing over there talking, you know. And, and, and that's okay, but it's just so much better if you have the attitude, you know, what can I do? L- like, for instance, and I don't want this to sound like the John Graper show, but she asked me to talk about my experiences. So, you know, like, for instance, here's something that I do. Um, uh, a couple things when I would have uh, Cameron and I used to, when we used to have one service downstairs, Cameron and I used to come to the 8 o'clock prayer, and that ended about 8.20. Well, at 8.20... Um, you know, everyone praying would leave and the musicians would come in and do their, their morning, you know, warm-up and stuff in their practice. Well, I'd go up and I'd stand in the sound booth and I'd learn what I could about sound. Um, and Paul asked me there, he says, you know, do you want to be a sound man? And I said, I have no intention of being a sound man, but I'd like to learn everything I could in case there ever was a need upstairs at CYM. If something happened or somebody was there, I could step in. I don't know that I had a calling to be a sound man, but it just seemed like a good idea. If I got the opportunity to learn, I had nothing else to do, so why not learn? And then a couple times the sound guy didn't show up, and so here I was running sound for him. I mean, the sound guy showed up by the time the service came, but I was doing sound for the, the practice, you know. So, I mean, that that's kind of cool. Um, another thing um, I got written down here is surprise people by helping. That's a great one, you know. If it's not your job, just surprise people by helping. Just... Just, uh, you know, sometimes like what I'll do um, on Sundays after church is over, a lot of times there's like 15 or 20 minutes while all the youth are up front in the sanctuary talking about where they're going to go and arguing over, you know, which place they're going to go eat. A lot of times I'll just mosey on down to the children's uh, sanctuary down there and I'll set up all the chairs for Eduardo because Sunday afternoon is like the, uh, you know, the Hispanic ministry. And I thought, be a nice guy. no sweat off my back. A lot of times youth help me, you know, and we set up all the chairs so when I, Sue and Eduardo walk in, it's done for them. So it's just kind of like, you know, surprise someone. Um, step up. Um, stop and think about how can I improve my job? How can I improve my skills and my passion? Now, those are kind of self-explanatory. 
uh, ones, you know, just, I guess if you were going to be a guitar, guitar player, probably should practice a bunch at home to make your, your job better. If you're on projection, you should be messing around with computers all the time so you can solve problems, you know, when they come up. Um, passion, that's something you need to talk to God about. You just need to really get in touch with it and pray a lot about it and, and uh, develop that. Make it yours. Shelby always says, we want people to make the ministry theirs. You know, don't just do a job, but own the job. You know, make it so, so man, he's the best darn whatever that we've had yet. You know, that's a good thing to do. Be passionate about it. A um, couple other things you can think about about the job is, is, um, is this my calling? Are you in the wrong job? Um, you know, maybe you volunteered for something, thought you'd like it, and it ain't really working out, you know. So that's when you might have to, to talk to a leader and say, you know, I'm going to keep doing this job until somebody better comes along. But, you know, it just doesn't seem like it's a fit for me. What do you think, you know? Um, also think about what can't you do. Um, like me, I like to step in wherever I can and help. But like on a Wednesday night, if Russell was back there bouncing up and down on one foot because he had a pee real bad, there's no point in me going back there and trying to do projection because I don't have a clue. I have no skills. But I could probably find someone that could help him, you know. But there, there's no point in me saying, oh, I'll do projection tonight. Yeah, right, that would, that would work out. Um, try to solve problems. Use common sense. Um, don't be afraid to ask leaders for their, their direction and their help. But um, take the initiative, you know. Try and, try and cure problems. Um, and and this, this is basically thought of as CYM. But you can think about this in your job, you know bosses love people who take the initiative and try and solve problems and I mean you don't want to step way out of line like oh my gosh cost the company thousands of dollars but but you know they, they're looking for people who have some direction who have some passion who want the company to be better so this whole thing is this is about even at home you know take some initiative uh, do the dishes without your mom screaming at you for it, you know what I mean? Or clean up your bedroom without it. it it's all a big package, you know, the, the whole thing. Um, another one is help automatically with weekly repetitive tasks. You don't, you don't have to be told that, you, you know, I mean, every week we vacuum. Every week we, we pick up chairs. It's not like it's his job or your job. It, it don't matter if you're the sound guy, if you're the drummer if you're the, the old guy who talks to kids when they come in, whatever you are, just just step right up and do it, you know. Um, recognize work. Um, here's a big one that I think about all the time. I actually wrote this down. When Amy and Gina are moving couches, every boy in CYM should feel like crap. Amen. That's That's my statement right there. Every, everyone should be, and, and, and we should feel like crap because, one, we weren't smart enough to see the need and do something about it. You know why? Because we were in the back talking about mag wheels for some car while these chicks are moving heavy objects. You see, you, you just, you can't have that. You just, you know what I mean? Now, to back up, in, in my defense, we all know the girls in CYM are ripped, right? Most of them can rock climb better than me, okay? So, so it's not, yeah. all right? And, and, and of course... You know, they're just doing everything that I'm talking about. They seen a need, they jumped in, and, and they did the job. They're doing exactly what I'm telling you to do. 
but somehow deep down inside it still seems a little wrong to have these girls moving heavy objects while we're talking about mag wheels. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's what I think, anyhow. Um, here's another good one I like to say. Do your job even if it sucks, okay? At home, at work, whatever. You know, um, if you signed up for it or if someone's got you doing the job, you know, the, the now is not the time to, to argue, to complain or whatever. The job is like before the job or afterwards in a, in a meeting, a leadership meeting or whatever like that. But, you know, it's, it's not like you can show up and say, man, I really don't want to have to do whatever it is tonight. You know, tonight you're on. Later on you can have a meeting and figure out, you know, this isn't my calling or whatever like that. But for right now, do your job even if it sucks. And always, always, always call if you're going to be late or if you're not going to show at all. This is huge in the workforce, huge, giant. People lose their jobs all the time because they don't call in or they just don't show up and stuff like that. Um, there are so many places where there just aren't, there's not another one of you. You're desperately important. And if there is another one of you, you know, he's in whatever, Oglesby somewhere in bed and they got to get him up and get him to there, you know. So at home, you don't call when you're going to be late at home, you know, you're grounded, you know. You don't call it the workforce, you can get fired and stuff like that. Um, here's another one. How hard should you work? How good should you do your job? Um, hard work means caring enough to understand the level of quality required. <clears throat> Some jobs just have to be beautiful. You know, Some jobs you've got to spend a lot of time, big commitment. Other jobs are just, man, we've got to get this done. We've got two seconds. Let's just get it done. Um, <clears throat> When we shot the videos for Change Wars, <clears throat> Shelby told me, um, we need a toll booth. I said, okay, how long we got? She said, we're doing it today. Well, obviously, there's not going to be time to go to Menards and buy a bunch of plywood or something. So you know what? We went and got some, some uh, cardboard, some duct tape, and a marker, and we made a toll booth in about two minutes, right? That's what you got to do. Now, if she would have come to me and said, listen, this is going to be a real high production. You got two weeks to build it. Then the next thing I'd say is, well, what's the budget, you know? Um, I ain't got much time left, but I got something I wanted to show you. This could help you in all of industry here. I just wanted to show you this quick. This, this sort of applies to CYM, but it's mostly for, for work and stuff like that. This, this is like an industry thing, all right, and stuff like this. The, the try, you've probably seen it before, right? Time, and let's see, what's the other one right there? Um, yeah, There you go. Okay. We got quality, price, and time. Pick any two. That's the rule. Now, this isn't exactly CYM, but, but you can, this is an industry thing. You go to marketing schools like Cameron talked about, they talk about this all the time. So you call somebody up and say, I need 10,000 doojiggies made. <laughs> right? You call them up, you, there's some guy at a factory. I need 10,000 doojiggies made, you see? And the next thing he's going to say is, is, how soon do you need them? Okay? So if you need these tomorrow, you're not going to get good quality. They're going to have to bang them out really fast. And, um, or if you say, I need them to be top quality, it's going to cost you a lot of money. So you, you can only have two. It, it's, it's in anything like that. It's in, in you, you can, I mean, you could, like you could stretch this into at home. Mom says, go clean your room. 
I'll say, okay, I'll, I'll clean my room. Boy, it's a huge mess, though. Listen, you got 10 minutes and we're leaving. Well, <laughs> if, if you're going to get your room clean in 10 minutes, you're not going to have good quality, are you? It's all going to go under your bed, right? So something, something's going you know, you know, to happen. If you, want, if you want quality and time, it's going to be huge money. You're not going to get it cheap. So I, this is kind of off twisted, but it, it applies to CYM. If you're given an, a task, an assignment to do something, um, you need to care enough to check with what quality it's ne- going to need to be. You know, how fast do we need it? How much money do we have to spend on it? You know, if, uh, if Shelby were to tell me we need this beautiful toll booth built, you know, man, it's got to look fantastic. Okay, what's our budget? Two bucks. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> you, you, can't, you, can't, I can't, you can't buy plywood and all that stuff like that for two bucks and make a quality toll booth for a video. Something's got to give, you know. Uh, and pl- well, this time we didn't have time anyhow. So that's just something to keep in mind. If you kind of keep that in your mind, you can make sure you do a good job and, and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> oh, I'm running really late here. I'm sorry. I'll go as fast as I can to get done. But um, encourage coworkers. This is a big one I like to see. Um, the more mature you get, the more you should be able to avoid getting angry with immature coworkers. This applies at home, and it especially applies in a volunteer situation like here. Um, you know, there are some people in this room that are way sold on what they're doing, just passionate about it. And then, you know, you might get somebody new who comes in and volunteers, but they're not as passionate. They're not as sold. And so they might, you know, I'm not saying they're a slacker, but it can be very frustrating for someone who's really sold. So the more mature you get, the more you've got to step back, take a pill, and say, okay, we've got to encourage them up to our level. We can't scream at them. And, and, and like this applies to me. I've, had, I, I've grown, and, and it applies to me a lot. Um, I can remember one time after a CYM event, and we were just working our butts off to get cleaned up, you know. It had been a long day, and, and we were all working hard, and there were these two people just standing over there just talking, you know. So you kind of... You know, and then you go back to work, and you look over again, and there's, and so we're we're, and after about the fourth time, I carried something past them. I thought, you know, I gotta go say something. This this is, uh, this ain't right, you know. So I said, all right, I'm gonna go over. So I go walking over there, and when I get finally up close enough to them, I see that the one person is praying for the other person, who is sitting there just bawling her eyes out. Obviously, there was something really major going on in her life. Whoa, got a major spank in there. Take a step back and think, yeah, you're a jerk. You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> A more mature person say, listen, you know, just do your job and don't worry about that. Someone in leadership can correct them if they need it, you know. But, you know, I was like, oh, everybody should be working hard because I'm working hard. Well, they, she was doing her job. They were praying, you know, one person was praying for someone. That, that was way more important than moving whatever I was moving. I mean, pfft, you know, that was no big deal. So, you know, you, you, you um, encouraging people and, and, and maturing and, and giving Kids are always a challenge to work with because, you know, a lot of times you say, okay, go clean this up, you know, and they take three steps and then, hey, did you see what happened on TV? You know, and they don't, you got to give them a, a break and stuff like that. Um, and also, like someone like me, I try to remember what it was like when I was that age. You know, I mean, I can remember I didn't want to work. I just wanted to ride my dirt bike. I wanted to go swimming, you know. Um, I didn't want to do that, but. But we have to remember that the work has to get done, so it, it is important to do. Um, let's see here. So, to sort of sum up, the Bible tells us to use our talents for God. That's an important one. 
Serve. Put others before yourself. That's one of my strong points here. Don't serve for the, for the pat on the back. Oh, man, you're going to get burnt big time if you think that's what you're... If you're looking for the attaboy, you're in, you're in the wrong game for serving. You've you know, you got to do it for the right reasons. Try new things. That's one of my big ones, too. Because, boy, I've, I've been firsthand with that. It'd be a great thing to do. Represent. Got to represent. Day and night, at home, on the golf course, in the bowling alley, at school. It's, it's what you are, remember. It's what you are. And, of course, my wife's favorite, obedience is better than sacrifice. So don't be here seven days a week sacrificing all your time, talents, and treasures if you're not living it, you know, obedience. Um, I got another one here real quick. Let's see. First Corinthians. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and steady, always enthusiastic about the Lord's work, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. That's a cool one. Amen to that. Next up, we have Shelby Graper, Graper, Graper on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sandwich break. I'm, so, I'm sorry I couldn't make work more up, but it's work. But. All right. Thank you.